ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of the Russian Federation, Canada, and Australia and in the states of Ohio, North Carolina, and Florida, and to all of you for helping us reach a new high of 116,000 listeners, because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, the name of an archangel to help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear, and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine, and through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is observe nature. One form of meditation is to sit and relax in nature or to look outside from a comfortable spot. Enjoy the beauty of the sunset, the flowers, the birds singing. You can also take a more active approach and enjoy nature while walking your dog. The walk doesn't only have to be for the benefit of your dog. Yes, your dog needs exercise and the opportunity to go to the bathroom, but there's so much more potential if you approach your walks with an open mindset. Your dog and you can experience the pleasure of being immersed in the natural world. It can be a joint exploration in harmony or at times one or the other may take the lead. When I was walking my son's dog on a recent visit, I spent part of the time being curious about what interested their dog, which streets he wanted to walk down, which houses he enjoyed stopping at, and what he wanted to smell. I later learned that some of his favorite spots were the homes of family friends. It was fun to explore the world from his perspective. There were other times when we didn't have as much leisurely time. I still got great pleasure from the opportunity to be outside and enjoy the spring flowers and the trees reestablishing their leaves and the wonderment of the natural world coming back to life after their winter rest. Just being around trees reduces stress levels and blood pressure and increases our immune system. It seems only logical that the benefits are even greater when we're having a pleasurable walk with our dogs. 
My next workshop is past life group regression. Past lives are often the source of limiting beliefs, confusing feelings of deja vu, healthy and unhealthy relationships, special talents, gifts and knowledge, fears and phobias, health problems and personal challenges. We often spend years in therapy or misery blaming our childhood for our difficulties when the source is something we brought into this life from another lifetime. Knowing those past influences can create faster and deeper change. With my process, you'll discover what you need to know, keep the positive, and let go of what's hurting you. I was trained by Dr. Brian Weiss, and I use a gentle process in which you always feel safe and in control. Whether you just want to learn more about your soul's journey through different lifetimes or want to heal something in your current life, the information you're ready to know will emerge. In this workshop, you will experience two past lives with my expert guidance. Understand the reasons for your current life circumstances. Release the negative influence from your past lives while keeping the positive. Gain new self-awareness and empowerment. Enhance spiritual being and peace. And learn new techniques that I have created to help you discover past lives on your own. You can learn more about the importance of past lives by listening to my on-demand shows with Dr. Dave DeSano, Dina Miriam, and Dr. Raymond Moody. Go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to listen to those shows and to register for my past life group regression workshop. We'll meet Saturday, July 20th at 2 o'clock at the Dallas Meditation Center. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me for individual or group coaching or to present this workshop or another one in your area, like overcoming abuse or creativity as self-expression. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of uplift your life, nourishment of the spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Mark Beckoff, who will talk about making the best life possible for dogs and their humans. I received this email after our show last week with Paul Selig, who discussed an extraordinary program for personal and planetary evolution. Karen said, I was so overwhelmed by the depth of information that I had to listen two more times to hear everything I missed because I was still internalizing what Paul had just said. I hope that others listen to your conversation with him on demand because the messages were so important and so complex. 
An experience Paul described on hearing his guides brought me back to a place I was in almost 18 years ago when I heard a message from my guides of how the trees and all of nature has a voice of their own and that their voices rise together to create such a fantastic song that the whole world shimmers and sparkles, but that humanity can no longer hear them. I felt that I had to share that message at that time, but I was shut down almost immediately, and I hadn't really thought about it until now. I'm grateful to Paul for sharing his experiences and messages and for helping me to reawaken to listening to my own guides. He shared somewhat complicated thoughts and truths in a way that gave me a taste and has left me now wanting seconds. Thank you, Karen, for your thoughtful comments and for sharing your guide's message with us. Paul did share some profound truths. One I resonated with was our limiting belief that we need war. Since we've lived so long with war, we've forgotten that we can live in a world without war. I also love the simple truth that fear creates more fear, and what we bless blesses us back. Personally, I like living in a world that creates more blessings rather than more fear. I encourage you to listen to this show by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on these important spiritual truths, please listen to some of our shows like April 18, 2019 with Lee Harris, Energy Speaks, Messages from Spirit on Living, Loving, and Awakening, August 2nd, 2018, with Mary and Ronald Hulnick, Knowing Your True Essence is Love. And October 18, 2018, The University of Heaven with Dr. Raymond Moody. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope comfort and inspiration whenever it is I'm here for you now it's time for my silver lining story since we're talking about our relationship with animals today I want to share my extraordinary experience with a squirrel who I've known since his birth last year he belonged to a family of squirrels who lived in a tree in front of my home I've always loved watching the squirrels play That is, until they became disruptive to the rest of the natural world that I love. I was working hard to find a way to keep them from eating my plants and flowers and digging the dirt out of my potted plants when this little squirrel took everything to a more extreme level. At first, it was cute when he was really tiny and would seek shelter from the rain by curling up on my lounge chair on my covered patio. I didn't find it cute, however, when he started jumping on my hummingbird feeder, knocking it down, and interfering with my relationship with my hummingbirds. Nothing I did helped, including mothball sprays and other tactics that are supposed to discourage squirrels. So I turned to the spiritual realm for help. 
Finally, after several months of lighting candles and saying prayers, he left my plants and hummingbird feeder alone. He would still come to visit me and lay down on my patio fence. I was fine with his visits as long as he didn't cause any damage. When spring came, I began to watch him more closely to see if he was going to resume his destructive behaviors. He had been sprawled out on the corner of the fence on and off for a few days. I was suspicious that he was waiting for me to put the hummingbird feeder back so he could try to drink out of it again. To my surprise, not only had he stopped his destructive behaviors, but he was actively trying to help me this year. He was looking back and forth between me and the spot where the feeder goes as a way of signaling me to put the hummingbird feeder back up. It crossed my mind that he was helping me, but it seemed more logical that he was wanting to pounce on the feeder to drink the sugar water. When the first hummingbird of the season came to my living room window, only four days after he started this new behavior, I started to trust that he was being helpful. I was amazed because the hummingbirds were a whole month early, but my squirrel knew they were coming. He exhibited another behavior that I also assumed was part of his old destructive pattern. But it was confusing since he was digging the dirt out of my planters, but only the ones I still needed to plant. He didn't bother the pots with flowers in them. I had planned to fill those empty pots with some plants I had bought a couple weeks earlier, but hadn't done it yet. He was trying to tell me that I needed to finish my planting. The day I pre-recorded my May 9th show, a morning dove went into the same planters and started picking at the dirt. That's when I knew that something was going on, but I still didn't understand completely until we finished the pre-recording, which synchronistically was on life lessons learned from gardening. Both the squirrel and the morning dove were telling me to plant my planters, which I did that afternoon. Since then, the morning dove and the squirrel have left my plants alone and the hummingbird feeder alone, although the squirrel does still perch on my fence. He likes to stretch out and just sit in the sun and occasionally look over at me. Next time, I will pay closer attention and look for how the squirrel and other animals are trying to help me. This level of active active communication with the untamed world was new to me, and it caught me off guard. The universe is always talking to us. We have to learn to listen, and one way to listen is through the natural world, including animals who are not domesticated as well as those who are. And just so you know, this time I thanked the squirrel. I literally looked him in the eye and said, thank you for having helped me. We can always develop profound relationships with animals. Our guest today, Dr. Mark Beckoff, has a Ph.D. and is a professor emeritus of ecology and evolutionary biology at the University of Colorado He's a former Guggenheim Fellow and received the Exemplar Award for Long-Term Contributions to the Field of Animal Behavior from the Animal Behavior Society. Mark is co-founder with Jane Goodall of Ethologists for the Ethical Treatment of Animals and also co-author with her of the Ten Trusts. 
He writes regularly for Psychology Today and has published over 1,000 essays and 31 books, including The Emotional Lives of Animals, and his new book, co-authored with Jessica Pierce, Unleashing Your Dog, A Field Guide to Giving Your Canine Companion the Best Life Possible. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I will send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world, then read about and register for my new workshop, Past Life Group Regression Workshop, or contact me to schedule one in your area. Your question for today is, how can you have a more rewarding experience when you walk your dog? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Mark Beckoff, who will talk about making the best life possible for dogs and their humans. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are 
are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, If you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email drpaula at drpaulajoyce.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. I hope you wrote down how you can have a more rewarding experience when you walk your dog. I'm so pleased to welcome Mark Beckoff, who will talk about making the best life possible for dogs and their humans, which um, comes from his new book, Unleashing Your Dog, A Field Guide to Giving Your Canine Companion the Best Life Possible. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm really thrilled to be here, Paula. Well, thank you, and I'm honored to have you on. As I said, um, when we chatted um, during the break, you've done so much to help so many of us understand animal behavior and um, to, and and to create more compassion uh, in our lives and in theirs and between us. So I'm I'm very grateful for the work you do and for your being on the show. And I was wondering if you would begin by talking to us about this concept that, you know, dogs are just furry people. <laughs> yeah, um, they're not. I mean, <laughs> and, you know, that's obvious when you look at them or, you know, when you see how they communicate. But... One of the messages, or among the main messages of our new book that I wrote with Jessica Pierce called Unleashing Your Dog, is that dogs are dogs. And I know that sounds very simple to people, but dogs are dogs, and wolves are wolves, and robins are robins. And so one of the most important things we need to do is appreciate them for who they are, learn about them, I always say, become fluent in dog or robin or wolf or parakeet, um, whoever you're choosing to interact with, and understand what they need and what they want. And so that's basically why we wrote our book about dogs. We each have lived with many dogs, and we've each studied dogs for decades. So dogs are dogs. They're not little furry people. Well, you know, and it's fascinating because like my experience with the squirrel, relationships can change. And and so sometimes we get can get stuck too, I think, in having a concept about a, our particular dog or maybe um, ideas about a, a previous 
dog that we had and we try to carry that over into the current relationship and it may not work. Exactly. I mean, one of the things that we stress and I've stressed in many, many other places is that there's really no universal dog, just like there's no universal human, if you will. So each dog has his or her own unique personality and we need to understand who they are as individuals. And that becomes very important throughout life because just like in human beings, personalities can change, dispositions can change. And to me, that's just one of the most exciting things about living with other animals, you know, both in our homes and like, you you know, your squirrel. Um, when I lived in the mountains outside of Boulder, I got to know some of the black bears and the cougars and, you know, I just would see them enough and interact with them enough so that over the course of a couple of years, they changed. We knew who individuals were just from unique body markings and behavior. So you're making a really important point that Peter or Harry or Mary or Elizabeth the dog is a different being. Maybe the day after we've decided that they're bold and or timid, um, and to me, the most exciting thing about living with these animals is not only understanding them as the individuals they are, but looking at either you know consistent trends in their personalities or changes and understanding why they change. Talk to us a little bit more about why they change. That sounds really important. Well, it could be a lot of things. Of course, it can be that, you know, they have a bad experience with another animal. Um, you know, it could be that, you know, they've learned new things about themselves and life. Um, and the dynamic would be just like, with, you know, with a person, you know, um, I've lived with dogs who overnight have either become emboldened or a bit timid. I mean, they can change and go back to who they were, but it turned out that one of them had had just a really bad interaction with one of the neighbor dogs. It wasn't really a fight. It just was something happened, I don't know, and they were having a bad day, and all of a sudden they didn't want to go down the road anymore, and, um, you know, they... They just wanted to stay home with me, and so I nurtured them, and that was great. And then on a, you know, the complete mirror image was one of my dogs who was pretty shy and pretty timid, had been rescued, didn't know much about them, but obviously had an abusive um, early life. One day, you know, she just ran up the road, which she hadn't done before, and was playing vigorously with one of our neighbors. So I don't know what happened. You know, I don't, I couldn't watch him 24-7, but she went from being fairly withdrawn to being really outgoing, and then in the mornings would just bolt up the road to hang out with her, if you will, her new buddy. (laughs) Well, and and I'm thinking that healing can happen with an animal just like it can with a human being. And maybe um, your dog got to the point where um, you had given, I'm sorry, missed if it was a he or she, had, had given your dog so much love that and nurturing that she felt safe and it was okay to... Um, to allow her real personality to emerge. Exactly. 
Right, right. No, exactly. And, you know, you know, people could question, well, who, what was her real personality? Was she really withdrawn? Was she really timid? Was she really shy? Or did she, you know, was she really sort of, you know, inside, bold and outgoing? I really don't know because when I got her, you know, she had had not a great life. But, but you're right. And, you know, someone said, well, who was, who, who was she really? Mishka, her name was. I'd say, well, I think, you know, in some ways she's really the dog who I'm now seeing. You know, I mean, I don't know what her innate disposition was when she was born, but, you know, I know she had had a rough life. So she seemed freed. And, and in some ways she freed herself. You know, one of the messages in, um, Unleashing Your Dog is that we need to give dogs the most freedoms we can because they, they're really captive animals. I mean, when you think about it, we tell them who they can play with, when they can play, what they eat, who they eat, where they eat, how they eat, etc. So I think what happened with her was that it was difficult at first, but I just said, okay, I'm going to let you be who you are and over time, she just, I don't, you know, she blossomed, I guess that would be the word. I mean, and, and she didn't change for years. So your, your, your question is a good one or your statement is a good one because I think inherently she was a very outgoing social being, but she hadn't been rewarded. She had learned certain patterns of behavior that worked for her um, during her early abusive years. Well, and I'm sure fear kept her from being too rambunctious. Um, when when people live with abuse or animals, you want to be unseen. You um, you don't want to draw attention to yourself because then you can get hit or yelled at or whatever. So, um, taking a quiet um, uh, position in life uh, feel safe even though you're never safe in abuse no exactly and I and you know dogs feel fear I mean that's an obvious thing but right I mean we don't you know I, I, I don't know what what her early life was like when she was born and I know she had been abandoned and you know and had not had a good life but yeah, fear is just absolutely overwhelming sometimes. And I think what happened was because I lived in the mountains and she could run freely, um, she had a collar on with her name, but because there were wild animals around, predators like cougars, bears, coyotes, foxes, I couldn't have anything on her collar that made any noise. But, you know, it was a, it was a collar, a very loose collar nonetheless. And I think what she learned was that because she was allowed to explore her new world, because we had, you know, rescued her, she was allowed to um, explore it. She found out that she had a safe haven. She knew she was loved. She knew that, you know, when I say we were tolerating her, I don't mean tolerating her because she was bad, but we were allowing her those freedoms. All of a sudden, she just... I, I don't know what the word is, you know, what you would use for a human, but she blossomed and went, wow, this is what it's all supposed to be like. Maybe this is what her life was like, you know, before she wound up in an abusive situation. So, 
There's a lot of things going on, and I expect that some of the same dynamics occur in human beings. Um, yes, and I think blossom is a word we can use for people um, as, as well. So um, it, it really is beautiful. And, you know, you talk, you've mentioned freedom more than once and how important that is. But most, not everyone has the um, physical environment that you do. And so for people who live in the city and have to um, aren't able to just let their dogs roam free. Well, how how do we give them the most freedom possible? Well, you're right, and you know one of the things we talk about is that you can unleash a leashed dog. So you you mentioned it in the beginning. You know. You're out on a walk. The walk is for your dog, not for you. You can take in nature. You can smell flowers. You can hear sounds. You can see beautiful birds or other animals. But the walk is for your dog. And one of the things that's so important to a dog is for them to use their nose or their highly evolved sniffer, if you will. When dogs are free to sniff, They will have their nose pinned to the ground or to some object, whatever attracts their attention, about a third of the time. So when I see people or hear people, you know, walking their dogs and going, come on, I've got to go get my coffee. Come on, I have to do this. They're they're actually robbing their dog of the sensory input that they need to appreciate their world. It would be like, you know, walking through the streets and not being able to see something or you're walking and you see something that attract or you hear or smell something that attracts your attention and somebody just keeps pulling you along. I mean, you know, imagine what it would be like to be leashed and having somebody yank you down the street so that you can't explore your sensory world and appreciate it. And and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be overblown here, but that's what's happening. You know, dogs really need to, they need to smell. <laughs> that's the only way I could say it. Um, you know, the way with, a, an, you know, leash, unleashing a leash dog is having a loose leash, you know, not having a choke collar or electric collar or, one of those spiked collars, having something maybe around their chest so that they don't feel constrained. And, and that constraint can produce fear because they can feel out of control. They just don't know what's going on. And that, of course, would affect the entire relationship. So when we come back, let's talk more about that because... I think um, I, I think that this uh, this idea of what the dog needs and also what we need um, and and how we make that work together so that both parties are um, are treated with compassion and we treat ourselves with compassion and also our dogs, and how to develop that relationship in a way that we're not the controller or, or the, um, the one who's robbing them of, of freedom. Right. 
Okay, good. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my email list. You'll receive the information on all our shows, a chapter in my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down, How can the information in today's show help you give your dog a better life? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Mark Beckoff, who will talk about making the best life possible for dogs and their humans. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce to reach the show today please call 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to dr paula at drpaulajoyce.com now back to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit 
If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down how the information in today's show is helping you to give your dog a better life. And remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Michael can help you. I'm so glad we're here with Mark Beckoff, who's talking with us about making the best life possible for dogs and their humans, and his new book, Unleashing Your Dog, co-authored with Jessica Pierce. Um, Mark, we were talking about the... um, Unleashing, uh, literally unleashing your dog and how to do that in a city environment and how we can create um, more trust and compassion and a healthier relationship with our dogs um, and still being uh, giving them as much control as possible, but not too much control. It seems like a very difficult and delicate balance. It is, and that's why I always say that we want to have a relationship with our dogs that's mutual, mutually respectful um, and where we work for, you know, the trade-offs and come to mutual tolerance um, that, you know, you, you bring a dog into your life, you bring it, I always like to say when you bring a dog into your home and your heart, because that's what you really should be doing. You, you really, you're really making what we call a cradle-to-grave commitment. The, you know, the cradle being the moment you decide to bring a dog home into your um, home and your heart. But because dogs are totally constrained, I mean, we can do anything we want with the dogs. We really are their lifelines. We really do control their lives. And we can control every aspect of their lives, as I mentioned before, that you really just want to develop this mutually tolerant relationship. So there's going to be times when they want to do something that you don't want them to do, but, but that's entirely dog appropriate, like sniffing and putting their noses in places and tasting different things. Um, and then there's going to be times when, you know, we just have to get on to something or we don't want them to do something. So dogs will pick up on those signals very easily. They read our faces very well. In fact, there's been research that shows that they can tell us when we're angry when we don't even know if we're angry. And they read our body movements and they just read our gestures. You know, they sniff us, obviously. So, you know, that's why some dogs are really good at sniffing out different diseases and our moods. So they're constantly picking up signals from us. And we need to be very careful that we're not giving out, you know, ambiguous signals and that we're giving out signals that we we love them and we cherish we cherish them and they're important to us so once you know once we get to that point of view then we have a great relationship because we're we're accepting the trade-offs i bring jethro into my life my last dog jethro depends on me to do the best i can for him and he wants to feel safe, and he wants to trust me. And as you said before, he doesn't want to live his whole life in fear, and that's why 
the use of different devices and training methods, you know, that get instant results, if you will, that are based on fear and domination, simply, they don't work in the sense, they might work to get rid of a behavior pattern or change your dog's behavior, but then you've got a dog living in total fear. Right, and that energy is not the energy for a healthy relationship or one you want in your home. Oh, exactly. I mean, it's not the kind of, you know, energy you want for a relationship with another human being. And so, yeah, no, exactly. Um, but, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people bring dogs into their homes and their hearts, and they don't know much about dog behavior. You know, they're not fluent in dog. They're not dog literate. And they are trying the best that they can do. And the reason we wrote our book is because it is a field guide to giving the dog, your dogs the best life possible. That's the subtitle. And, you know, it's exercising their senses as well as their bodies, letting them sniff, letting them, you know, walk and stop and cock their head because they're hearing something or cock their head because they're seeing something. And then, you know, oftentimes, you know, a dog will come back just to touch base with you. It's almost like shaking hands or, you know, hugging somebody just to say, you know, I'm here. You know, I hope you're happy with me. And thank you for giving me the freedom to be a dog. So this this ongoing dialogue between a human and a dog is really critical um, for both individuals, if you will. But it's really critical for allowing your dog to express themselves and knowing they're loved. I mean, I don't, I don't know how, you know, the other myths that we dispel, or two of them is that, Dogs are unconditional lovers. It really, it really bothers me when I see these popular articles saying that because they're not. If you've ever rescued a dog or lived with two dogs, you know they're very picky in whom they, you know, to, or to whom they express their love. And then people will talk about dogs as our best friends. Well, they're not our best friends. I mean, dog abuse throughout the United States and the world is incredibly high. And so they're not our best friends. Um, they may be for a handful, but another fact that people don't know is that around 85% of dogs in the world are pretty much on their own. And that, that's probably about 700 million dogs. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's estimated there's between around 900 million and a billion dogs in the world. And the conservative estimate from a lot of people is that around 80 to 85 percent of these animals are on their own, meaning they're free-ranging, they're free-roaming. Some might go home at night, but they pretty much have to make do on their own. And people go, oh, wow, you know, they're so unlucky. Well, it turns out that in one study done in India, um, the street dogs, and I've met them when I've been in southern India, are less stressed and they're very content. They form relationships with other dogs and humans very well. They don't fight. So I'm not saying that necessarily that I'd, ra- you know, if I had a choice that I'd rather be on my own or a homed dog. But the myth that homed dogs are really happy, go lucky, is just, it's very misplaced because they're not. So it really depends on us and what kind of a home we provide. Just like all children don't grow up in a safe, loving environment. But we have a choice as to how 
um, how we behave toward our dogs and other animals. And, and we also have a choice to educate ourselves as to the best, best methods of training our dogs that are not fear and domination based. Oh, exactly. Um, right. And, and there's been plenty of studies that show that fear-based training methods don't work. I mean, there's been recent studies that evaluated what they call force-free or positive training methods versus, I guess you'd say, forceful and negative training methods. There's just, just no doubt that the positive ones work the best. You might not get the result overnight, you know, that you would like, but it's definitely the case that they're better. And then you develop that healthy relationship and the energy is a real positive, healthy energy. Um, no different. Well, I mean, in some ways it's not very different at all from the way raising kids or having relationships with other human beings. Well, it, exactly. And I think just like our expectation in developing a relationship with a human being is that it doesn't go from zero to a hundred, from nothing to perfect in, uh, not that any relationship is perfect, but to full-blown understanding within seconds. We have to be patient with the development of the relationship with the dog who we've chosen to bring into our homes and hearts, that it's not just we decide that, you know, all's going to be great. We have to have the um, the take the time and have the patience to really develop that relationship in the same way you do, like you say, with a child or any human being. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it just takes time. Like I said before, you know, you can develop a relationship with another sentient, or non-sentient, but sentient being, and they can do anything you want them to do, but you don't want them to be doing it because they're afraid if they don't do something, you'll punish them or somehow, you know, you know expose them to some aversive treatment. So, right, it takes time. And like you said, that's exactly how we develop meaningful and long-term relationships with other human beings. Um, could you talk to us just very briefly about this idea of citizen science? We really only have another minute or two, but I would love to hear what, what you have to say about that. Yeah, I mean, citizen science is basically talking to people who take the time to learn dog, become fluent in dog, and they offer really good insights. And they often generate, you know, new systematic, if you will, scientific studies. So I'm all open to that. You know, some of it's not very good, but some science isn't very good. But one of the ways we can learn a lot about, you know, our furry friends, if you will, is to listen to people who really take the time to learn who their dog is as an individual and share that information and also, you know, come up with different ideas why dogs do something. Why do they roll in stinky stuff? Why do they eat stinky stuff? Why do they set mark where they do? Why do they play the way they do? I mean, you know, the, the list goes on and on. So I'm more than happy to hear stories from, you know, citizen scientists, but once again, some strain credibility, but that's okay. I just storm away, and when I get a real critical mass of similar stories, 
I feel very comfortable thinking, well, this really deserves some further study. Okay, this is fascinating. I love your perspective and your enthusiasm and all the knowledge and love and wisdom that you bring to um, the conversation about dogs and, and all animals. Thank you so much, Mark. And I'm assuming that people could contact you through your website if they do have stories to share? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's markbeckoff.com, M-A-R-C-B-E-K-O-F-F.com. And there's more information there than many people might want. But yeah, they'll, they'll learn all about my work and our recent books on dog behavior. Wonderful. I encourage everyone to um, check out his website, markbeckoff.com, and also to purchase his book or and investigate his other books. The new one is Unleashing Your Dog with Jessica Pierce, A Field Guide to Giving Your Canine Companion the Best Life Possible. Thank you so much, Mark. And you thank, thank all you of so much, Paula. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us for Uplifting Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, register for my new workshop, Past Life Regression Group Workshop. Read my latest blog and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on, healing, remote healing, past life regressions, house and office clearings, dream interpretations, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Dissolving Fear and Anxiety. If you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount. On my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone, when you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their health health, wealth, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Michael, who removes negative energies. Ask for his help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to remove negative energies. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Michael, I give you permission in a positive way only to keep the squirrel out of my garden or my hummingbird feeder. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that he is helping you because he is. Please join us next Thursday right here when Jeff Lisowitz will talk about unblocking your creativity. June 6th when Regina Meredith will talk about how her life evolved accidentally on purpose. And June 13th when Mark Lesser talks about seven practices of a mindful leader. I want to hear what's on your heart and mind, so please keep sending me your questions, comments, and silver lining stories. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life. 
Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.